praise the Lord. Welcome to another Tough Truth broadcast on Facebook Live. I'm also uh, putting this up for uh, upload on YouTube TV and Rumble, and I'm available, uh, my messages are available on podcasts uh, via several different outlets. Uh, what do we got? We got TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Deezer, Pandora, just about, just about any uh podcast, uh, streaming, uh, website that you can think of this, this, uh, program is available on. All you have to do is just type in tough truth or just type in my name, Jonathan Edward Rife, and you'll be able to find me there and you'll be able to listen to these, uh, Facebook lives, uh, anytime you feel like it, you know, you can even do it in your car, wherever you would like. So it's just a great blessing. Um, I'm just excited about what God is doing through me and utilizing my voice and the giftings that he's instilled in me and giving me a purpose and a desire and a reason to want to see the kingdom of God advance in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, today I'm going to speak on a subject called Spider Sense. Um, you may see that title and be like, Spider Sense? What, what's that all about? How, how is that biblical? But just just hang with me. I'll tell you a little story here in just a little bit about what happened to me and what got me thinking along these lines, and then we'll go from there. First, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and just ask that God will bless this time that I have and use me as his servant to minister his word. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you for this beautiful day, another beautiful Sunday that you've given us, God. I thank you, God. You were with us, God, in our individual houses of worship today, Lord, and your, your glory came down, Lord, and we just received that word that was taught, God, and we take it to our heart, God, and may we utilize those words, God, in this coming week, God, to, to reach others and to touch others. I just thank you, God, for what all of us heard, God, in our individual houses of worship today. I ask God that you be with us, telecast, Lord, that you give me the words to speak, God, under your anointing under your grace, under your mercy, Lord, that you will be here, God. And even those who are watching on Facebook Live, YouTube, Rumble, uh, listening uh, via podcast and all the different podcast outlets, God, that your spirit will be there with them, Lord, that they will hear your spirit, God. You'll hear your words, God, as I speak. May they be touched, God, and changed forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Got a little bit of a different set here going on today. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do with a uh, shower rod and shower curtains or regular curtains. And uh, that's what I got going on in the backdrop. I have a desire and I have plans in the future to build a broadcast quality studio. Broadcast quality studio that's soundproof, proper lighting, uh, video, graphics, uh, multiple angle cameras, uh, so on and so forth. That's something that's in me that I want desire to do and I believe I do have the uh, giftings and talents to see that through so just uh, pray for that pray that God will bless this uh, broadcast telecast podcast and uh, use it for his glory as I serve him as I'm faithful to what he's asked me to do in the name of Jesus Christ if you would uh, turn to Proverbs 30 28 Proverbs 30 28 I'm using my laptop again, my handy dandy little laptop here. And I'm on Bible Hub. And I have the parallel verse, uh, 
versions of the Bible here before me so I can see them. In Proverbs 30, 28, in the King James Bible, it says, The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in the king's palaces. In the New King James Version, it says, The spider skillfully grasped with its hands and it is in the king's palaces. Now, you'll see some of the other translations. They'll translate uh, the, the name spider. They'll, 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 they'll call it a lizard or a gecko. But several, there's, there's, there's a little bit of a battle among theologians on exactly what the author meant by using the particular word that they used for this. But I'm just going to go with the spider analogy for this message. Something that happened to me earlier this week, I was um, out working, getting actually starting out in the morning, getting ready to work. And I walked out around the corner of the house, and I have this... Um, I'm kind of an antenna geek, and I'm a licensed amateur radio operator, and I have a, an antenna out there that's a receiving antenna. It's low to the ground. It has a, a rotator that turns it, and I was walking by that over to where I needed to work, and I ran right smack dab into some cobwebs, actually big, huge cobweb that I'm not sure. It was a large spider had built from that quarter of that antenna over to the oak tree. <laughs> I had my hands full. I paint, paint things, you know, things to do painting in my hands. And I ran smack dab into that. <laughs> it's all over my face. I was like, oh, Lord, why? And it was just like first thing in the morning. And God said, there's a message there. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't quite understand. But okay, God. And, you know, I struggled all week with it. And Lord started opening up things to me and showing me some things related to the spider and spider webs. So I just want to share those with you today. I, I have no idea how long this broadcast is going to be. Uh, I've done some that have been uh, 10, 11, 15 minutes, and I've done some that have been almost an hour. So we'll just go with God and we'll see what, what God does and uh, follow the Spirit. In Proverbs 30, 28, it's speaking of a, of a, of a spider making a web in the king's palace, doing what spiders do, not thinking anything of, well, this is the king's palace. I can't do this here. <laughs> I'm not good enough. The spider was doing its purpose, and it was spinning its web to catch prey so that it could eat, to nourish it, to keep it alive. It's fulfilling its purpose Spiders know their purpose. They know why they're here. And they do it well. And they're very persistent. I will say that for them. And there's, you know, I know a lot of people, oh my gosh, spiders, really, Jonathan? I, I just want to stomp on them every time I see them. You know, but no. Spiders serve a purpose. They kill a lot of the insects that uh, there's way too many of. So they're a good thing. They're not a negative thing. I know that there are some very poisonous spiders, but those are few and far between. And most of us don't have to deal with those, at least in the area that I live in. If you turn to Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29 and 18. I'll give you a second here. 
Bible Hub's been a little goofy on me. Proverbs 29. And I want to say a big hello to folks that are listening to me via podcast. I've been observing the analytics. Analytics is where you can go. You have a you have a, a website that hosts your podcast, and then it automatically gets downloaded into multiple outlets. And you can look at the analytics, and you can see, I can literally see uh, how many times a podcast is being downloaded. I can see generally where, well, at least the location of the cell tower, the IP address that it was downloaded from. And I've been seeing several locations in the United States, uh, Florida, um, Virginia, Kansas, Iowa, Washington State, California, a bunch of them in Ohio. I've also seen out of the country. I've seen Honduras, seen Spain. I've seen United Kingdom. I've seen Brussels, Belgium. And another, yeah, there was one other location. I can't remember exactly. It might have been around France somewhere. So God is uh, utilizing this broadcast, this podcast, and I just wanted to uh, thank you. Thank you for downloading downloading this podcast and listening to it. And I trust that it uh, richly blesses you and that you grow in the grace of the Lord as you continue to uh, listen to it. Thank you. Please follow it. Please follow it. If, uh, it's, if you enjoy my teachings, then uh, please feel free to, to follow it. I also see those analytics. And uh, you're also welcome to follow me on Facebook Live. Uh, if you want to send me a friend's request, I, I'll add you as a friend. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on Rumble. Um, those don't seem to be as effective as the podcast and Facebook Live, but I am there. Just look up my name or uh, type in uh, type in uh, Tough Truth, and you'll see my page on there. I, I greatly appreciate all those who have listened to this, whether it's on Facebook Live, live or it's recorded later, whatever, that you've heard this. I just greatly appreciate uh, everyone who has uh, listened. It's been, a, it's been a mighty blessing in my life, and I thank you for it. Proverbs 29.18, and again, I'm just going to go with the King James version of this verse. This is a very familiar verse. Uh, it's used often. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law happy is he. If I remember correctly, the literal translation for this is where there's no vision, the people perish and they run wild in the streets. They have no purpose. They have no reason for doing what they're doing. There's no God-given revelation is what this verse is literally saying. There's no God-given revelation of who Christ is. Because they don't have that God-given revelation of who Christ is, they have no true purpose. Have you ever been on a freeway? You know, I, th I think about this often. I get out on the freeway and, and you get all this traffic out on the freeway and cars are just flying by you left and right, you know, 80, 75, 80, even 90 mile an hour or whatever. I mean, I was out to Florida one time. And I mean, you, it's like you couldn't go fast enough to get away. There was always somebody passing you no matter what. But you ever think about how people are in such a huge hurry to do nothing? When it comes right down to it, oh, they got they got uh, underwear half price at Walmart, and I got to drive ninety mile an hour down the freeway so I can get there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
so much of what we, we deem so important and such a big deal when we're in just such a big hurry to do life, you know, and oh, I just got to get this done and accomplish that. And you think about how much of that really, when it comes down to eternity, means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So many people are in such a big hurry to go nowhere. Big hurry to go nowhere. And it's unfortunate. And unless you have a, a revelation of who Jesus is, your life really means nothing. You must have a revelation of who Jesus is for your life to count, to have purpose, and to have meaning. Let's take a look at Revelations. This is a very familiar passage. Revelation, not Revelations. Matthew chapter 16. I'm just reading my notes again. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 19. Matthew 16, 13 through 19. Oh, my $15 earbuds came back to bite me. <laughs> I bought some $15 earbuds and I had to take them back because they didn't charge properly. <laughs> so I had, I had to spend a little bit more money, but I think I've got a good quality pair now. I trust that will charge properly all the time and not give them any troubles. And I didn't have to spend, you know, a million dollars on them. So that is a good thing. Matthew chapter 16 and we're going to go to verse, starting with verse 13 again. Very familiar passage of Scripture. And we're talking about Revelation. Proverbs chapter, uh, verse that I just mentioned, Proverbs 29, 18, about if you don't have a vision, you perish. And when you translate that, that's literally talking about having a revelation. And as Christians, we know who we need to have a revelation of, and that's Christ. Christ, the anointed one. The anointed one and his anointing is what that literally translates. In, in the Greek, it means to smear. In original languages, it means to smear with oil. Jesus is the Christ. And that's the only way we can live our life with meaning and purpose, is to get that revelation of who Jesus is. Let's take a look at Matthew 16. 13 through 19. And I'll do it again again in the King James Version. It says, When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now you got to give me a second here, because it's Bible Hub. i got to go to the next verse. I could probably actually do it faster in my Bible. There we go. Verse 14. And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, or Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15. He saith unto him, unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Peter, Peter had a revelation that Jesus was the Christ. Now, Peter really didn't know what he was saying when he said that. And he only said that by the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't really realize what he was saying, what he was getting into. At that point in time, Peter didn't know what he was getting himself into. But he had a revelation. It was given to him, him by Jesus Christ. In verse 17, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, 
For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven, by the Holy Spirit, that was revealed to him. It's nothing that Peter did. He didn't earn it. He wasn't good enough to earn it. He didn't do a certain amount of works just because he kept the law. That was the exact opposite. The anointed one, the Holy One of God was right there with them. They ate with him. They slept beside him. They traveled with him. They seen all the miracles. They seen all the things that he did. And Peter got a revelation from the Holy Spirit. Peter got a purpose for his life, a plan from God for what God had called him to do. And as I said, he didn't really realize what he was getting himself into at that point in time. But later on, it became real to him. And we ultimately know that Peter was crucified upside down. Historically, we know that Peter was crucified upside down because he was unwilling to be crucified as, as his Lord was, straight side up. Verse 18. Give me just a second here. The Bible Hub. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my now. Jesus is not saying, Peter, you're the next pope. Sorry, Catholics, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. Jesus is not telling Peter that he is the absolute rock that he's going to build the church on and it's going to start the uh, popeship of the church and from there on out we're going to have popes and then they're the mouthpiece of God and whatever they say goes, even if it contradicts what Jesus said or what a pope previously said, we're going to, no. That's not what this scripture is teaching at all whatsoever in any sort of fashion. Said, said, I said also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What a revelation Peter had. What a revelation Peter had. He, he had a revelation that Jesus was the Christ, and he was going to birth the church. And the gates of hell, the gates of hell were not going to prevail against what God wants to do. Peter had a purpose. Peter had a purpose for his life. And as Christians, we all need to have that purpose. We all need to have that purpose in our lives to give us a reason to want to get up in the morning, to give us a reason to want to live. Let me tell you, when, when life starts hitting you, when you start taking losses, uh, family members start passing away, uh, maybe you lost your job, uh, maybe you had a broken relationship with somebody, those things take a toll on you as a human being, as we all know. And the only thing that's going to get you through is having a purpose and a plan from God, which can only be given to you by revelation from the Holy Spirit. Only God can give you that plan. Only God can give you that vision. Only God can give you that revelation. No mankind can do that for you. God has to give you the purpose and the plan. And if you listen to him, and you obey him, and you walk that purpose and plan out. When you get to heaven, you'll be able to you'll be able to hear the words, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Enter in, enter in to what I have for you, because you have been faithful to the word, you've been faithful to the truth, you've been faithful to the purpose that I've given you. And it says in verse nineteen, "And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven." And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth 
shall be loosed in heaven. And that's talking about authority. That's talking about kingdom authority. That's talking about the anointing coming upon us from Christ. His anointing being in us and upon us to do the work of the kingdom and pushing out evil in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what that verse is talking about. And Peter had that purpose and Peter had that plan. It was given to him by God. It was instilled to him by God. As we look back at the spider, the spider, as I said earlier, doesn't he doesn't even think twice about, well, I'm in the king's palace. I can't build a web here. I don't deserve to be in the king's palace. Jesus says you do. Jesus said you deserve to be in the king's palace. You've been, you've been called out. You've had a revelation of who Christ is. And if you haven't had a revelation of who Christ is, I pray before the end of this broadcast, you will get a revelation of who Christ is. Or as you listen to this, and whatever means you may listen to it, you'll get a revelation of who Christ is. And if you need me to pray for you, feel free to message me. Feel free to message me on Facebook, and I'll pray for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, give me your name. Tell me what you're going through, and I will pray for you. In the name of Jesus, that God will give you a revelation of his purpose and plan for your life. Right now, it might, might seem confusing. I, trust me, I have been there. I have been there, and I know what I'm talking about. But God will give you a plan and a purpose. He will give you a plan and a purpose for wanting to live so that you can hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to look at another passage, Job, of all places. The book of Job, back in the Old Testament. They believe the book of Job was written by Moses, if I'm not mistaken. If I am not mistaken, that's who is attributed to writing the book of Job. Job chapter 27, we're going to take a look at verse 18. Job 27, verse 18. Again, let's look at it in... Uh, Oh, boy. Let's look at it in a New Living Translation. Because, again, there's some there's some translating differences here. Uh, there's some translators that are wanting to call this a moth. Um, there's also some translators wanting to call it a spider. And just to be consistent with what I'm talking about today, we'll go with the translation that translates it as a spider. The wicked build houses as fragile as a spider's web as flimsy as a shelter made of branches. When I walked out there earlier this week and I got uh, a face full of spider web, I broke right through that thing. I mean, it wasn't hard for me to break through that. And unfortunately, one mistake that a spider makes is that it fails to plan. It fails to think ahead and plan, because it's, it's, it's operating on an instinct. I mean, it's an insect. But we as humans, we can look at what the spider does and learn something from it. And the fact that the spider built this web, or it built it, right in a heavy trafficked area. A heavy trafficked area. I ran right through it. It, it didn't expect me to come through it. I mean, it's, it's, it's building a web to catch insects. Let's, I mean, let's just be real about it. It isn't trying to catch a human being. I mean, this isn't some weird sci-fi movie. 
Um, and I broke right through it. Now I've had this happen before, and I'm sure some of you can testify to this. You can you can go through a, a web, and you can come back like the next day, and that doggone spider's built another one, the same exact spot. And there it is again. And I've seen that before. Now this particular spider that I ran in uh, its web uh, earlier this week, it never, it didn't build it again there. <laughs> Must have got the message. This ain't a good idea. Uh, that's too big of an insect for me to try to deal with. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't build another web right there. But that, that, that failing, you know, failing the plan, what do they say? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. So we can look at the spider and we can say the spider, you know, the spider has got a purpose. And look how, how persistent it is. And look how it just doesn't, you know, think about, oh, I'm in the king's palace. And it, and it builds that web. But at the same time, a spider can also have a lack of planning, you know, and, and, and put a web up and, in, a, in a trafficked area. There's a, there's a legend, I'd say this, in a Hebrewic, am I saying that right? Hebrew, uh, uh, what do I want to say, traditions, that when King David was hiding in the cave from Saul and from his men, that they believed that a spider made a web across the opening of the cave. And when those men came to try to find David, they didn't go in that cave because there was a spider web across it. You can look this up. I'm not making these things up. It's not, it's not mentioned in the scripture. I'm talking about this is, this is uh, Hebrew traditions. It's in some other writings. That there was a, there was a web across the, the end of that cave and when Saul and his henchmen came looking for David, seek revenge, they didn't go in the cave where David was hiding because a spider built a web across it. And they'd assume nobody had been through there because if a human goes through there, they're going to break that web. That shows you the providence of God. See, this? I've shown you how spiders uh, can be do good things, have a purpose and a vision, but they can also have a lack of planning at times. In Matthew chapter 7, let's go there, Matthew chapter 7. I know I'm throwing quite a bit of Bible at you, but it's a good thing. Let, the, let Scripture interpret Scripture. Okay, what are we doing here? Go back to Bible. Thank you. Let Scripture interpret Scripture. Matthew chapter 7. Okay, we're getting there now. We're cooking with gas. Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to look at verse 24. Verse 24, and we're going to go through 27. We'll just go to the good old-fashioned King James here and take a look at that. Now we're talking about building your life on a purpose and a plan and having a reason to want to live and having a reason to want to continue on. When those things in life hit you, as I said earlier, deaths of, of a loved one, of a friend, loss of a job, loss of a relationship, loss of a large sum of money, maybe you lose your home, uh, you, get, you get backstabbed, whatever it may be. If you don't have a purpose and a plan for wanting to be here, 
and you're relying on those natural things to get you by, the Bible says those aren't good things to be building your house on. They're sand. They're not rock. Let's look at uh, Matthew 7, starting with verse 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and this is Jesus speaking, and doth them, I will liken unto a wise man which builds his house upon a rock. Verse 25. Okay, I'm on Bible. There we go. Verse 25. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew. Okay, this, this is the storms of life. And beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Who is the rock? The rock is Jesus Christ. It's a rock of revelation that Peter had, right? So whoever has a revelation of who Christ is and receives that anointing into their life and walks that out and has a plan and a purpose, when those storms come, those, those floods come, that and they beat up against the house, someone who's built their house on the rock I'm sure you've seen those images where, where storm surge has come in, uh, tsunamis have come in, floodings come in. And if they don't build those houses in a proper manner, in the proper way, and on the proper uh, rock instead of sand or dirt, they get washed out, washed away. Verse 26. Verse 26. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doesn't do them, You've received the anointing, you've received my word, you've received my vision, you've received my revelation, and you don't do it. You're going to be like a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, upon the sand. Verse 27. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and they will come, the floods will come. You will have events in your life that will challenge you, that will make you want to give up, that will make you say, why even? Why even be a Christian? Why even? You know? Why am I even doing this? I I get nothing but negativity out of this. Why? You're going to have those floods come, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and great was its fall. But if it's built, if it's built on a rock, it's going to stand. It's built on a rock. It's going to stand the test of time. So you need to have a plan and a purpose. Spiders are resilient. They don't quit. They don't quit. When things get tough, as the old song back in the 80s, uh, Billy Ocean song, tough get going. When they're going, gets tough. They don't run and hide in the corner. They don't say, oh, this is just too hard for me. I just can't deal with this. They straighten up their backbone. They sharpen their swords. They get alone with Christ. And they get going. And that's what God's expecting us to do. Times are going to get tougher, folks. Times are going to get harder in this world. There's going to be some very hard times ahead. I will tell you that. But if you are in the ark, if you have a revelation of Jesus Christ, if you have the anointing in you and on you and on your life, and you're walking out his purpose and his plan and his will for your life on a daily basis, when those things get tough, the tough will get going. And God will bless you and utilize you and use you for his greatness. Even though the world's falling apart all around you, 
You've built your house on the rock. And you, you realize that I'm not, I'm not of my own. I'm bought with a price. Precious blood of Jesus Christ. You have that vision and that revelation. And that's what will get you by. And that's what will get you through the floods and the trials. And I'll even say the fires of life. The Holy Ghost fire will get you through the fires of life. That's what we all need and that's what we all should desire. Spiders are resilient and they don't quit. Let's take a look at Luke 9.62. Luke 9.62. That's one of the big chapters in Luke. With a whole lot of verses in it. Luke 9. All right. 62. Thank you, Jesus. That is the last verse in that chapter. Jesus saith unto them, No man hath put his hand to the plow, and looking back, was fit for the kingdom of God. If God's given you a plan and a purpose, and a vision, and ability, and giftings, and finances, and whatever, whatever it may be, an idea, and you cower in fear, and don't walk it out. Jesus says you're not fit for the kingdom. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. That if we cower in fear, if we don't, if we don't walk out that vision that God's given us and that plan that God's put in us, and you just think that somehow it's just automatically going to happen. I hear, I hear this kind of la la fantasy land talk about a Christian. Well, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. It'll be if God wants it. And it's like, no. You have to activate your faith. You have to step out of the boat. Jesus ain't going to pull you out of the boat, throw you on top of the water, and have you walk across the water. You have to do something. That's a cop-out. It's a Christian cop-out. It's, 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 it's a spiritualized way of saying, well, whatever will be, will be, que sera, sera, la-di-da-di-da. You know, and that's not, that's not the way the Bible, that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not how we're to live our lives. We're supposed to walk out our purpose and plan and vision and the giftings that God's given us and not sit on them, not sit on our talents, you know, because we've been hurt in the past because of it. Because ultimately, and I've talked about this, i talked about this in the last couple of weeks, when we get to heaven, what's going to matter is what we do for the kingdom of God and for eternity. Those are the important things. Let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. Hebrews chapter 10, and a verse 39. Why is, okay, I see what this is doing. It's got to throw an ad at me every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not clicking on it, but it's, it's doing it anyway. Hebrews chapter 10, 39. Hopefully the audio is good. Hopefully it sounds good on the podcast. Uh, eventually, like I said, I want to get some professional equipment. I have experience. I've known some uh, TV um, technology and speaking in front of it, uh, audio, so... I want to get some professional grade uh, audio in here at some point. It's going to take me some while. Lord willing, as we say out here in the country, us rednecks, 
and the creek don't rise, I will do so. Hebrews chapter 10, 39, King James Version. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We're not of those who draw back. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, that's too big of a vision. Oh, that's too, I was offended. I can't do this again. I know all about that. I know about being offended. I spoke about it last week. I know all about being offended. I know all about backsliding or, or pulling back, drawing back under perdition. I know all about it. I've done it. I did it for years and years and years and years and years. And it got me absolutely nowhere. It got me a, got me a mental breakdown is what it got me. That's what it got me. We're not those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. That's our purpose. Everything we do is redemptive as a Christian. We are doing this because we desire not only our own souls to be saved, but others. That's God's plan. That's God's revelation. And that's God's vision. Especially as we're, as we're entering these in. I believe we are in the end times. I don't know how long we have. Uh, I don't know if I will see the coming of Christ before I pass. None of us know. Even if I live to be in, you know, in old age. I say, what is it, 80? Late 70s? I don't know. I don't know if I'll see the return of Christ in my lifetime or not. But we possibly could. And we need to realize that God has put us here and he does not desire for us to draw back under perdition, as Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39 says, but to the believing and the saving of the soul. And he doesn't want us to quit. Spiders are resilient. Spiders are resilient. They don't quit. You run into their web, they build another one. Some build it in the same exact spot. Some build it in other places. But they don't quit just because you destroyed their web. Spiders are resilient. Let's take a look at another familiar passage of Scripture. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. 15 through 16. Mark 16. 15 through 16. Give me just a second here. Okay. Again, we'll look at the King James Version. These are the words of Jesus. You want a purpose and a plan for your life? Purpose and a plan for your life? Here it is. Here, this is, here it is, right here. This is, this is the purpose and plan for your life. Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's our purpose for being here as believers. Once we receive the, the redemptive work of the cross, our lives become redemptive in nature. They're no longer, we're, we're bought with a price. Our lives are no longer ours. They're Christ's. And just like the, the, the apostles, just like Peter that I was speaking of earlier, gave his entire life for the cause of the gospel. We are to give our entire lives for the cause of the gospel. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be uh, up on a stage in front of thousands of people or, or ever known. But God's given you a gift, a talent, an ability a vision, a calling, maybe to start a business, uh, to create something, uh, to to help somebody else. It's time to get going. That's for somebody. It's time to get going. Stop, stop sitting on it. Stop wondering. Stop wanting somebody to confirm it. 
letting, waiting for so-and-so to say, okay, yeah, I recognize that on you. You can now go do this. No. All you need is a revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is. And he will give you that vision. He will give you that plan. He will give you that purpose. And you just need to step out of the boat and do it. Step out of the boat and do it. Yes, you need to be under authority. Yes, you need to be a part of a local church and under authority. But if you're expecting people to like come like on a silver platter and hand to you, yes, we recognize that you are gifted and talented and called, and we desire that you do this. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. So uh, just roll that out. Roll that out. Uh, it, that might happen to a select few people. Usually it's people that are familiar, <laughs> you know. But it's, it's not just not going to necessarily happen. And you're serving Christ. You're not serving that particular person, that ministry or whatever. You're serving Christ. And if he's called you to step out of the boat and start a business, to step out of the boat and, and to uh, support a ministry or whatever it may be, maybe he has called you to, uh, to, to speak. And step out. Step out. Everything that you need is in here. Not in here, in here. If you're a believer and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and it's in the Word of God. That's all you need. And God will give you the plan. God will give you the program. God will give you the platform. God will give you the finances. God will take care of you. But you have to step out. Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is our purpose and our plan. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall not shall be damned. Believeth not shall be damned. See, there's no purpose there. There's no plan there. But if you're a believer, you have a revelation of who Christ is, then you have a plan, you have a vision, you have a purpose. And stop sitting on it. And stop, well, Stop waiting for some kind of, oh, I'm going to have a dream and vision. and uh, uh, So-and-so is going to call me out of the crowd and point at me. You know. No, God's been telling you. God's been talking to you over and over and over again and, and telling you to step out. Step out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you right now, step out and do what God has called you to do. And you will be blessed and he will provide for you. Trust me. And trust the word of God. Trust the word of God. That most most of all. Not just because I'm saying it. Trust the word of God. Research, research these scriptures that I've given you today and see if it not be so. So don't wait on someone to confirm you or give you a plan. Let's take a look at 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. Looks like we're going about 45 minutes, huh? I guess it's going to be one of those. Uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting down there where I'm about ready to get done with it here. But I just got a few more passages of Scripture. 1 John chapter 2. Let's go to verse 26 through 28. 1 John chapter 2, verse 26 through 28 in the King James Version. These things have I written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. The enemy will try to deceive you. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him. Remember, the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. 
Christos, the anointed and his anointing, the anointed one, who's, who's, who's been sent to break the yokes. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. Now, this, here we go. This is where you can get confusing. People say, well, Jonathan, you shouldn't even be on here on Facebook Live or on, uh, on YouTube or Rumble or any of the other you know, podcast uh, distributors, distributions and, and be speaking about uh, these things. Because it says, I have an anointing and you don't need to teach me anything. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about being led of the Holy Spirit, having that revelation of who Jesus is and what he wants for, to do in your life. Because if, if we weren't supposed to have teachers, then I mean, what would be the purpose of Scripture? What would be the purpose of the five uh, ministry gifts? Particularly of the ministry gift of teacher. <laughs> it wasn't. Jesus taught all the time. So that's not talking about that. It says, And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it taught you, ye shall abide in him. The anointing, the revelation that Christ has given you, his plan, his purpose. You don't have to wait on somebody, as I said, to knock you upside the head with a, with a, a gallon jug of, of, of pure virgin olive oil before you, before you you'll, uh, do what God's asked you to do. You don't need that. You have the anointing, you have the unction, you have the giftings. God created you the way he created you. Step out. Step out of the boat. Step out of... I should, I should have titled this message, Step Out of the Boat, huh? <laughs> and now, little children, abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed. There, there's that. See, remember? When you go to heaven, you know, you don't, you don't want to be ashamed. All those talents, all those giftings God gave you. God gave you that ability to speak. God gave you that ability to sing. God gave you that mind to be able to create. God gave you that ability to to be able to raise, earn money, organize, whatever it may be. Do you want him to say, uh, what's going on there? Why didn't you do what I asked you to do? You're going to go to hell. You're, you're going to enter my kingdom, but why didn't you do what I asked you to do? Because you would have touched so many lives if you would have done what I asked you to do. So let's not be guilty of that. Let's not be ashamed of what we've done in eternity. Let's have confidence when we stand before him. Confidence when we stand before him. There's one other uh, point I want to make is don't be slothful. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be unorganized. Don't be lacking a plan. Oh, you know, I hear this out of Christians too. And, and there's truth in it. But people use this again. This is another Christian slogan that gets thrown around. And it's really just a cop-out. Oh, I'm just taking day one at a time. I'm, I just I just follow Jesus. Jesus is all I need. I'm just taking it one day at a time. I have no real purpose. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I, you know, it's like, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches if you have a revelation of who Christ is, you're going to have all kinds of plans and purpose and revelation of what God wants you to do. You're not going to be like, oh, say the case of Rosarah, whatever it will be, it will be. I'm just floating along in life. No, you will have a purpose and a plan. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 11 is where I want to look at. Now we're talking about slothfulness. Spiders aren't slothful. They're purpose-driven. Purpose-driven. This is talking, this is um, Paul speaking about a good servant and what, what, a, what a, a disciple of Christ should be like. In, in the King James, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit and serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. There's other passages that can that translate that having zeal, having zeal, fervency, having a purpose and a plan for your life, and and having a desire to live, and having a reason to get up in the morning. Just as the spider, spider in Proverbs thirty twenty eight, building his web in the king's palaces. But he has a plan and he has a purpose. So, let's stop. Um, Sitting back and saying, oh, and, uh, you know, God will make it tell us, you know, God will just come down and strike me with a bolt of lightning. <laughs> he wants me to do something. And it's just simply not the truth. God gives you the talents. He gives you the gifts. He gives you the abilities. And yes, you do need to be in the right place at the right time. I will agree with that. You don't want to jump out too soon. You go when Jesus calls you. You get out of the boat when Jesus calls you to get out of the boat. But at some point, you have to. You have to. Don't let don't let life pass you by with regrets. You know, what, that you're going to regret that you never did what God asked you to do. That you was too afraid, too scared to do it. Do we really truly trust Christ? Do we really, really trust the God of the Bible as we say we do? Or are we just, is that just something we say? Is this really, really heartfelt in our hearts? Or is it just something we say? It's just a slogan that we say. Psalm 69.9. Psalm 69.9. I'm just about ready to wrap it up here. I'm getting, getting close to it. King James says, For the zeal of thine house. This is, remember when Jesus went in and drove the money changers out of the temple? The disciples remembered this verse. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach these are fallen upon me. Jesus had zeal. He had a purpose and he had a plan. He was the anointed one sent to break yokes, to break yokes of bondage. And when you become a Christian, you become one with him. You become part of his body. You have received that same anointing into your life. And you can continuously be infilled with the power of his Holy Spirit, the power of his of the Christos, the anointing, as you reach out to him is for instruction and direction in your life. So Christ never expects us to be slothful and just uh, sit around and and wait. You know, oh, well, if God wants me to do this, he'll, he'll make you make it happen. I don't know. No, you gotta put some action to your faith. You gotta put some action to your words. All the talk, you know, isn't gonna do a bit of good and. And uh, if, if you're genuinely before God and God has given you like a don't do this yet, you know, an alarm and something in you, then I understand that. I understand that sense of direction. But uh, so many people just sit on the plans and purposes of God when God has uh, told them, you know, get out of the boat, do this. Life's passing you by. I got people that you need to touch. I got people that you need to reach. You want to hear well done, my good and faithful servant. 
when you get to heaven. That's what I desire to hear. So don't be slothful. Be like the spider. Have a purpose, have a plan. Build a web in the king's palaces. Don't think about, well, I'm not good enough. I didn't, I didn't go to Bible school. I can't do this. I, didn't, I don't have enough money yet. I can't do this. Step out of the boat. Do what you can do. One step at a time. Do what you can do and trust God and be faithful to him and listen to his spirit. And he will give you that plan. He will give you that purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at one more verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Okay. We're going to look at verse 10. Ecclesiastes 9, 10. Ecclesiastes 9.10. And let's take a look in uh, King James again. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. In other words, what this is saying is, there ain't a lot, dead people ain't doing nothing anymore on this planet. If you're waiting, at some point you're going to die, and you're going to be able to do nothing. Set your hand to the plow. Set your hand to the plow. If you've got that business that you want to start, start making a plan to do it. Start saving money. Start getting an idea. Start getting a plan. Start running it by folks. Whatever it may be. If you've got a ministry in the church that you've been wanting to start, that you 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 just have a burden for, that you've been like, well, why doesn't anybody ever start this? Why why don't I? Have, why isn't there nobody seeing the need that this need? Go uh, get it together. Get a plan together. Present it to your leadership and get going with it. In the name of Jesus, step out of the boat. Be as the spider. Be about your business. Jesus was about the Father's business. Even as a little child, he was in the temple teaching. He was about his Father's business. Life is too short. Life is too short to be, to be wasted. If you have giftings and talents that God has given you, let's get by that hurt. Let's get by that pain of the past. Let's step out of the boat in the name of Jesus Christ. And be, and be productive as the spider. And have the senses of a spider in the name of Jesus. I appreciate you listening today. I pray that this is ministered to you. Whether it's on Facebook Live, YouTube, Rumble, or the various podcast distributors across the country. I pray that this has been a powerful message to you. That if you're sitting there vacillating, you know, wondering, should I do this? You know, and I've always wanted to step out. Step out in the name of Jesus. I, I'm asking to step out. The word of God is telling you to step out. Trust God. Step out in faith in the name of Jesus. Let's go to prayer and let's thank God for the words that he has given me today. And, and, and I trust that it has blessed you and that he will seal it in your heart and in your spirit and in your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you, God, for this teaching and this understanding concerning purpose and your plan, your will, your vision, the anointing. I thank you, God, that you will instill a holy boldness, instill clear vision, just as you restored Paul's eyesight, you'll restore those, God, who have lacked vision. You will give them a vision and a purpose and a plan. 
You give them strength, God. You bring people across their path that will encourage them, that will help them, and that they'll learn to turn off those voices, the naysayers, those that say, well, you're not good enough. Oh, you did this, you did that. Oh, you don't have this, you don't have that. But you've given that purpose and plan in their life. God asks that you give them that ability to turn off that unbelief. Get that unbelief out of the room as Peter did during that healing. Get the unbelief out of the room. And may they see through the negatives and see your kingdom for what it is, God, and be used greatly. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I thank you for joining me today. And I greatly appreciate you watching and listening. I know this is a long, I mean, it's pretty much, pretty much an hour today. But I got through everything I needed to say. And I believe that God has blessed many with this word. And I'm just so grateful that you've taken the time to watch this video, to listen to the podcast, whatever. So that podcast is available on most of the major markets. And if you got Spotify or whatever in your car, you can listen to, you know, you can listen to these Facebook lives. Uh, just put in uh, Tough Truth or Jonathan Edward Reif in the search and it'll come up. And uh, I pray that God greatly blesses. If you have some folks at your family, at church, friends that, feel like that you you feel like they need to hear some of the things that I'm saying take a mention to them and say hey there's this guy on Facebook or this guy on Spotify or whatever his name's Jonathan Edward Reif and I gotta you know kind of listen to what he's saying see what see what you think I may not be everybody's cup of tea that's fine you know one person's not called to save the entire world but I know God's given me specific people on this planet that will listen to what I have to say and that's all the ones I care about. Those are the souls that I care about. That I will reach those who God has called me to reach. And I pray that God inspires you to reach those who he's called you to reach. In the name of Jesus Christ. So I just thank you again for watching this broadcast, listening to this podcast. And I trust that this next week will be a great blessing. And God will use you mightily in this week to come. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'll see you next week. God bless.